Hi, I'm Vanessa Morris, and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarung, and Wiradjuri woman. And this is the podcast of Triple R's Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts, and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wiradjuri country every Monday from midday to 1 pm. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. Before I keep going, I would of course like to take a moment to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the first peoples of the land in which I am joining you from and pay my respects to their elders past, present, emerging and future. I would also like to acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening into this program right now. Sovereignty has never ceded and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. My name is Vanessa Morris and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarung and Wiradjuri woman and this is Bangsia, a show which is all about First Nations music, arts and culture. And I'm really excited about today's show as I'll be joined by a couple of special guests who have joined me on the show earlier this year as well. And first up, I'll be having a chat with Nyunga Wongi, hip-hop artist, Want to talk all about their latest single, Suez, which came out last week and has been described as a sunny and soulful love note to his country and mob on Australia's West Coast. And it has a really fun film clip as well. And I'm yeah, looking forward to learning more about that. And the last time that I caught up with Fluent was back in May, along with their son and 11-year-old rapper Inka B to talk all about uh, all of the things that they've been doing and they've been super busy since I last had a chat with them with shows at Vivid and South by Southwest in Sydney as well as releasing a collaborative track called Be That Good which I have played a bunch on Banksia so if you listen to Banksia on the regular you've probably heard it so looking forward to catching up with Fluent first up and in the second half of the show I'll be having a chat with Muddy Muddy, Wamba Wamba, Yorta Yorta, Bunurung artist Marie Clark to talk about documentary Dig Deeper, which is directed by Mark Street and will be screened and followed by a Q&A this Tuesday at Kino Cinemas. And Dig Deeper explores the lives of four amazing First Nations artists, including like Douglas, Marie Clark, Penny Evans and Ben McEwan and is a documentary that explores their personal stories and historical injustice as a driving force to break through and create internationally recognised urban art and art that a lot of you are probably familiar with. And Marie, if you aren't familiar with them, which I'd be surprised if you're not, they're an incredible artist and pivotal figure in the reclamation and promotion of Southeast Australian Aboriginal art practices where they use their work to continue her desire to affirm and reconnect with her cultural heritage through possum skin cloaks as well as contemporary necklace designs where she uses materials such as river reeds, kangaroo teeth and echidna quails and as well as multi multimedia installations including photography, sculpture and videos. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to having a chat with Marie later on in the show as we did last catch up earlier this year so looking forward to hearing as to what they've been up to since then as well. 
Triple R. Incredibly grateful to be joined by Fluent, who is a Noongar Wongi hip-hop artist, and that's the latest single, which we're here to talk all about. But I did have Fluent on the show back in May Early this year, along with their son and hip-hop artist, Inkaby. Firstly, Florent, it's so great to have you join me today. Um, welcome back to Banksia. Thank you for having me back, yeah. Yeah, it's so good to have you back. I know you've been really busy and obviously you've just released this new single as well um, last week. Um, congrats on that release. Uh, how does it feel to have that one out and about and sharing it with people? Yeah, I love it. It's It's been a song that I'm... Um... I've been sitting on for a little bit and I've been trying to figure out when to drop it and waiting for the right weather and stuff to come through and um, just <laughs> really something that I was excited about putting out there. So I'm just so happy that it's, that it's out. You know, it's it's a it's a love song to, to where I'm from, to my mm-hmm. country over this side here, toward a mob and, and, um, and just this big, beautiful sort of section of this continent that I live in. So, um, yeah, I, I, I um, love the song so much and, yeah, I'm really happy. Such a bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's got such a nice energy to it and, like you were saying, um, yeah, with, the I guess, the weather as well warming up. Um, but, yeah, I love the video as well that comes with this single and it's kind of got that, yeah, throwback to 90s hip-hop and all of that. Um, yeah, can you tell us about the video? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, incredible video. Um a lot of the vision came through the brother boy, um, Uncle Sam, who um, who did the the film clip, and like um, it was um, it was just pretty much we wanted to to make the video clip reflect the feeling of the song musically, I guess as well. And I felt like the song sort of had this real laid back, but um, but very bassy, vibey sort of just bop, you know. And and the clip with the bike and and then the then the boss car, the VK mm-hmm. as well. And then going through that journey all the way to end up back on country and looking over the city and it's just it's just a boss little clip something that that I think really tied well with the song and um and just visually it's it's really appealing the colors I feel sit with the music I'm really interested in that a lot these days is like um what what other art forms sit within music as well visually you know um all these different things so yeah it was it was just really really beautiful relationship between the song and the clip. Yeah, um, yeah, I love the clip, and yeah, there's kind of an element of fun in it um, as well, and a bit of humour, which I really love about that. And yeah, it's a really great way to deliver this single at that. Yeah, it's kind of laid back and chill, and yeah, it has a real home vibe to it too. And like you were saying, yeah, this um, track, yeah, it's like a bit of a, a love letter to your home country and where you grew up. Um, yeah, how has it? I guess the response been to it since you've released it. Yeah, no, it's been great. I think um, a lot of mob um, from this side obviously love that that I'm mentioning parts of of places that they're from and that they have mm. connection to. So that's that's wonderful to see everybody um been able to connect to the song because that's what I wanted to give was like you know if you know you know kind of style mm-hmm. with certain lyrics in that. But it's also a great song um for other people to sort of see maybe where they might not get a chance to always look into mm-hmm. um, over this way as well. So I, I think I've loved a lot of the responses of people, um, you know, just sort of seeing what our country can look like towards the end of the clip there and um, and hearing hearing the stories and, and the things that the, the locations I name and they get to know a bit more about about what it's like over this way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, yeah, you've been really busy since we last caught up um, back in May and I know that you released a collaborative track um throw away the keys uh which you did with benny Bjar. how can you tell us a bit about that um single 
Yeah, of course. It's a powerful song. Um, a song that me and Benny are both very passionate about, and and it sort of talks a bit about the relationship between um blackfellas and and the justice system. Mm-hmm. Um, powerful song, something that we wanted to uh, release even earlier as well, but it just um, time constrained us. So when we finally got it, got that song out as well, it was just um powerful, and we um we said it, it was said in um the, the clip for that, which is um also incredible. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, advise everyone to go check it out um was set in Fremantle prison which is where a lot of like my family have been locked up over time it's now it's now discontinued it's not a prison anymore it's, mm-hmm. it's more like a tourist attraction but mm-hmm. um you know there is um but it's full of it's full of art it's full of um stories so we felt like it was an important and powerful place to go and do the clip mm-hmm. um yeah so i guess um yeah it's just it's a song that that's that's hard hitting, mm. very strong, um, very very well done. I think on both our behalfs in um in a in a rapping sense as well because it was it was quite a quite a slower sort of tempo, but we we did a lot of different sort of movements as rappers over the beat. So it's something I'm very proud of as well. But it's what really holds that song strong is um the content and and what we're speaking about. Yeah, super strong and, yeah, looking and, yeah, calling out the Australian justice system and the devastations that it causes to community, quite powerful. And, yeah, with the video as well that accompanies the single, yeah, being filmed and based in the Fremantle prison, um, it's not something that you would usually see, I guess, in a music clip. So, yeah, it's quite um, Mm. staunch in a way as well. And your work um, that you've been releasing over the years has often being quite political as well and earlier this year so you released a track Hell No around the time of January 26. Um, yeah, how's it been for you I guess, well firstly about that track if you can tell us about it but then also using your music as a hip-hop artist and your platform to I guess touch on different political matters. Yeah, yeah, well like that song, um, mm. just just on that song Hell No, yeah that was that was of course, purposefully released around um, Jan 26, um, to 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 say that yeah, hell no, we don't we don't believe in 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 the celebration of of um you know forced occupation from from um the European you know colonies mm. and that and and celebrating that. So that's yeah, that song speaks a lot of, a lot of sort of what the title says. And if you mm. haven't listened to it, I go into depth a bit more about what the effects are of of that. Um, and and then of course the um, the music reflecting uh, the music being political has sort of always been the point of me getting into music. So mm-hmm. I never I never started to make music or do it just for the fact of of just wanting to put out music into the world. There was always purpose mm-hmm. behind it, and um, and that was to firstly represent my people, our stories, on a platform that could actually be heard. And and that's a lot of what I dedicate my life to now mm-hmm. is is giving young people that voice. So, mm-hmm. you know, wherever I when I when I'm not making music myself, I'm working with young people to um, platform them and their voices through the power of hip hop. Really believe in what hip hop can do for mm-hmm. um for First Nations and for Blackfellas and all over this world. You know, not mm-hmm. just here, but but all over this entire world. And um, I guess. Yeah, that's that's always been my goal and my driving force behind my music, um, and that will always kind of be that for me. So I think I've been pretty lucky that 
the response to that's been quite good mm-hmm. for, for for what I'm trying to do. Um, I guess, of course, it comes with some of the, the harder things that come with that, but that's fine. I knew that going into it. I never was going to pretend like it was all going to be just easy, fun and games. I knew that when you take a stance like a political stance, you're going to be met with um, some kickback, you know, pushback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's quite powerful. Um, yeah, you're using your music to yeah touch on different political matters, and yeah, like you were saying, so the work that you do when you're not working with, uh, on your music, you're working with young people as well. Um, which I know that we spoke about that previously when you were on Banks here, and yeah, it's good to hear about that. Um, yeah, can you tell us a bit more about that? I know it's a bit different to the music that you do, but yeah, can you tell us about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we work with young people all over. So um, all the way from uh, regional to rural communities um, within the city, kids that are lost um, within the schooling systems that are finding it hard to um, sort of work through a mainstream education system as well. And 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 also young people that are in um, locked up as well. You know, mm-hmm. we go and see them as well. So we we we. Um, spend my team and I we spend our time all the time with young people just trying to give them the tools to be able to express themselves to the fullest mm. I think hip-hop's a powerful a powerful art form because it really is the voice of the youth mm. so young people are they they dictate what hip-hop sounds like in a, in a pop sense as well mm-hmm. but they also um they also connect deeply to it because of the storytelling elements, where it comes from, the history of hip hop, all these different things, what it represents. Um, so yeah, we, we just we found that being able to use hip hop in in that sort of way has really been able to enrich some young people's lives and give them an opportunity to really speak their truths. And, and we've had many successes, many success stories um, all over. I mean, notably one of the biggest ones would probably be my son, of course, mm-hmm. but also. Um, young people all over that have that have been able to play shows in front of thousands of people and and do incredible stuff and tell their story and and, and their messages be held told across um you know a, across platforms that they probably may never have really mm-hmm. had an opportunity to get on yeah yeah quite um special and positive to be using hip hop yeah for young people in a way that they could engage with as well and like you're mentioning you have your son so yeah for those listening in as well so i am currently having a yarn with Nyunga Wongi, hip-hop artist, Fluent, and we've been talking all about the work that they do in hip-hop and they recently released their latest single, Suez. But the last time that I had them on Banksia was back in May with their son, Inkabi, who's a young hip-hop artist and they've been doing so much since then as well. Um, I know that they've released a couple of singles before I had them on the show, but since then, um, being busy with shows at Vivid as well as South by Southwest where you cross paths with um chance the rapper which looked pretty amazing yeah. yeah how was that yeah incredible just absolutely incredible um chance is so down to earth uh just such a real person and i guess sometimes we we um our thoughts of people might get clouded when they feel so far away from us but then when you get to meet and and, and actually interact with with good people um, it's just such a special moment. And I think that kind of showed with that, with that time because of chance coming down and introducing Incubi to, to, um, to his set and, and, um, and just his reactions to watching. And, and I think people got a sense of that. So yeah, just a really genuine person who's, who has a love for music and has a love for, um, uh, hip hop 
mm. at being like chances chance would repeat over and over through his keynote speech and even when he was speaking as it talks about hip-hop being the tool of the oppressed you know to be able to liberate ourselves and and that really just something that i always believed in but it resonated so strongly with me because to hear chance say it just meant so much as well mm -hmm. um and then and then to say that my son is the future of of that just obviously to me as a father meant the world um yeah so just an incredible interaction and um, we've just been so lucky lately that we've had some some really great experiences like that through Vivid, through through uh, South by Southwest, and and just looking forward to to being able to spread this love and music further and further. Yeah, it's super exciting to yeah see all of the yeah activities and all these different things that you're both doing. And um, so you and Inkaby also released that track uh, We That Good through Bars of Steel, which I've been loving it on Banks here. It's definitely been on high rotation. Um, yeah, how's the response been to that track? Yeah, crazy. Life-changing, mm. I guess, mm. in a way. Um, it just went global, like instantly. I think that people were yearning to hear some um, old school hip hop from from the next generation. Mm -hmm. And and I think um, Inkeby really did deliver on that really strongly. And and, and I like to say so myself as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just, it was incredible. And I think there was heaps of different elements that, that came into play that we probably didn't even realize we were doing, like just the whole back and forth and, mm -hmm. and, and people really connected to the father-son dynamic, mm -hmm. the beat switches, um, spitting over old school boom bap, then switching it up to like um to being melodic to to total beat changes, which is a big credit to our brother Optimus as well, who really um really held it down with that beat as well, which was mad. And just yeah, the the actual sort of impact that it had after it went out was just crazy. And um and it's something that often gets spoken about whenever we meet someone or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's such a good track and you're yeah, watching the video as well um, and seeing the way you two interact with each other and then almost have a bit of a theatrical part of it as well where you two are kind of just having a bit of a conversation in it too. I love that. Um, and, yeah, just the old school <laughs> hip-hop vibe. It's, yeah, We That Good's just such a banger of a track. But yeah, in terms of, I guess, writing tracks with Inkaby, how's that been uh, since he's been starting doing to that? Yeah, I mean, watching him... Um, develop as a as a writer is just incredible he's um his understanding of not just rap and patterns but melody as well is just mm. um starting to really form a lot more it's becoming stronger like this this the unreleased music that he has um is just always getting better and better mm -hmm. um I, I can't wait for the world to hear what he's got and um and and actually like people got a little bit of a preview to some of that um oh, yeah. At South by Southwest, which is an unreleased track. So um, even that as a tester was just incredible, you know. Um, um, Incubi's places where he's starting to find inspiration to write from is just is just crazy too. And it's and it's where a lot of young people are finding inspiration. It's not just um yeah, it's not just something that's happening here within this little camp, but I'm mm -hmm. seeing young people everywhere starting to draw inspiration to write from what's going on in their world and what they're seeing. They're so connected to everything globally and politically through social media that I think um, I'm seeing a big shift in music and it's becoming very conscious again, which mm -hmm. is um, a beautiful thing for me. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's that's what I think um, lies at the essence of art, um, particularly music. 
Yeah, yeah, really beautiful. And you also have a show coming up as part of Strawberry Fields in a couple of weeks down on Yorta Yorta Country. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, flying over that way very soon. Very excited. It's mm. um, it's going to be a big set. We've got a, a big time slot and I've got heaps of music that I want to play. I'm going to try and play some new stuff. Um, it's going to be incredible. Um, I've never actually been at that that way there. Uh, to Yorta Yorta country, I don't believe before. So, um, looking looking forward to really um, having special experiences, um, and that's a big part of 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 what I love when I get to do these things and 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 um, go places with music. So, a lot of exciting stuff happening. But yeah, definitely, um, the show is going to be incredible. So, whoever's down that way, make sure you come and catch this set. Mm-mm. Yeah, and can we expect you down on Wurundjeri country anytime soon, or hopefully? In the future? Yeah, definitely. Uh, what have we got? Oh, I'll have to check. I'm sure that there's definitely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. I just lost the doubt. You've been so busy. Um, yeah, for, but it's been so amazing to, yeah, reconnect with you today. And, yeah, for people listening in as well. So I've been having a conversation with Noongar Wongi hip hop artist for it. And we've been talking all about everything that they've been up to and as well as work with their son Inkaby, um and their latest single, Suez. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more to come uh, from you that we can expect soon. Um, follow Fluent and, well, Inkaby as well on socials. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to tell us about while you're here? Or? Um, yeah, just that um, so much cool stuff ready for next year. So, definitely, like, as we, as we slow down during Christmas time, like, I guess the whole industry sort of does with releasing music we've got a lot um brewing so just yeah be excited be ready because there's going to be a lot of cool music coming out of this side of the country um next year not just with me and Inkyby, but with all these amazing artists mm. over this way too so i just say keep a close eye on the west mm. the west is ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't wait super exciting um yeah Fawn, thank you so much for joining me today and yeah for people listening and i'll put up more information to everything on the triple r website later on but yeah thanks again for joining me um yeah looking forward to also connecting at strawberry fields on yorta yorta country um in a couple of weeks um i'll be down there but yeah thanks so much for joining Dollar. me today <laughs> I'll catch you soon. Deadly. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. Triple R on FM, digital, online and via the app. Super excited to be joined by Muddy Muddy, Wamba Wamba, Yordi Order, Bunurang artist Marie Clark ahead of the screening and a Q&A for documentary Dig Deeper, which is happening this Tuesday at Kino Cinemas. And, yeah, the documentary is out there for people to check out. Uh, firstly, Marie, thank you so much for joining me today. I was lucky to have you on Banksia early this year, so it's really great to have you back on the show. Welcome to Banksia. Thank you. Thanks for the, the invite again. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. And, yeah, as I was mentioning, so we're here to talk a bit about uh, documentary Dig Deeper, but then also he- keen to hear a bit more about what you've been up to since we last spoke back in February. Um, yeah, with this documentary Dig Deeper, it features four different First Nations artists, to which you're one of them. Um, how does it feel to be sharing your story through this? Yeah, no, it's pretty pretty incredible. Um <laughs> to see yourself on the big screen. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it um, launched earlier this year. So it'll be good to see it again, I guess, with with um, maybe some of the older audience, but new audience too. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, it's a really um, powerful documentary and, yeah, it shares your story as an artist but then also the stories of other artists including Black Douglas, uh, Penny Evans and Ben McKeown and, yeah, in terms of, I guess, uh, capturing your story and sharing it through this, um, how was it for you in terms of sharing your story? Yeah, no, it's, you know... It's fine, I guess, because I I do a lot of lectures in universities and lots of talks at lots of different places. So mm-hmm. it's good to actually just have another space that becomes available for people to learn more about not only my work but other artists' work too mm-hmm. and their stories and, yeah, whatever that might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I feel like quite often we don't necessarily hear too much and I know that, yeah, you do talk in different spaces and this is another one of those um but then to be yeah presented alongside the other artists um yeah how i guess in terms of it feels for you to be presented alongside the others yeah well i've I've been in um an exhibition with black douglas Mm -hmm. um for defying empire at the national gallery of australia Mm. a few years ago and and got to meet him, and, and that was a great experience. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's just great to, to be sharing space with, you know, other artists that you admire and sort of love their work. Mm-mm. Yeah, and during the documentary as well, um, you spoke a bit about how with your pieces of work you often create on large scales, um, which is something yeah. that I do really personally love and... I do feel like large-scale works often have large-scale impacts. Um, Yeah, can you tell us a bit more about, I guess, your reasonings or thinkings behind creating large-scale works? Well, I think it's sort of one way to talk about the loss of land, language, cultural practices on that massive scale. Mm. And that's one way to do it is through these super-large works, which all look sort of beautiful to look at but you look deeper into it and you sort of find out other things about culture and practices and language and land and all of that. I think it's it's one way to have those hard conversations that people don't really like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, another thing is that, well, um, yeah, with the work that you do, so you work across a variety of different um, mediums and, yeah, I've seen, yeah, the recent work that you had as a part of the Ulingua exhibition at the Australian Centre for Contemporary Art and it's such a massive scale work, um, which is an example of what you do, but then, yeah, you also create, yeah, the large um, necklaces as well using different, I guess, materials and the different photography and multimedia works as well. Um, And one thing that you mentioned in the documentary that quite often with First Nations artists, people kind of stereotype and just always assume that maybe someone might do dot paintings um whereas you don't really do paintings um yeah can you tell us more about that oh like i i do like i i have painted also in the past Mm -hmm. but now um yeah i'm always thinking about new ways to present art and and what stories you want to tell and 
you know, most recently, well, the big show at ACCA, mm-hmm. and I also wanted to continue working with the Riverese mm-hmm. because I've been working with them on that large scale of, you know, 50-metre Riverese necklaces to, um, you know, having the Riverese fabricated in glass. Mm-hmm. But for this particular exhibition, because um, we're where Acker is situated mm-hmm. used to be wetlands and there used to be river reeds. So this time I wanted to look down into the river reed and do those microscopic images. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I also sort of, since I saw you last, was I had two glass artist residencies in mm-hmm. the US. Mm-hmm. So I got to make marini glass river reeds like the river reeds, which yeah. are absolutely beautiful, and that will be for an exhibition um, at my gallery. I'm represented by Vivian Anderson Gallery, yeah. so they'll be on show next year yeah. sometime, and people will get to see those. But yeah, to look down into the river reed, which is like other worlds and mm. look like paintings, and you know, it looks like your grandmother's doily. They're just Absolutely beautiful, yeah. So always thinking about new ways, and then I guess more recently I've just finished doing a whole suite of public artwork for the new Munro Library opposite Queen Victoria Market. Oh, yeah. That opens on the 25th of November, opens to the public. And, you know, there's a, a huge six-metre eel trap with a three-metre flute out of stainless steel, we cast my husband's coolerman in cast iron. I designed the children's carpet, um, the main library carpet, and the children's carpet talks about the seven seasons of the Kulin Nation because it's, you know, a childcare centre or a child-minding place also. I thought, what better way to start introducing kids to um, First Nations culture than through the seven seasons of the Kula Nation and all the plants and animals are colour-coded so kids will learn about the seven seasons through through the colour-coding of the plants and animals on the campus. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds amazing, um, yeah, to have that opening on the 25th of November and a really special way to engage with, yeah, children and young people and learning yeah. about, yeah, the Kula Nations and everything through that and I'll put up more information to that on the Triple R website as well and yeah really amazing to hear about this the work that you've been doing throughout the year um with glass as well um yeah yeah. Uh, do you have any dates kind of penciled in in terms of when we can see those or um not Not yet (laughs) yeah um no, I can't remember what date we sort of came up with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be, yeah, towards the middle of the year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that we should definitely, um, yeah, catch up about later on. Um, but, yeah, since also we last spoke, you were working on the Metro Tunnel Project as well, um, yeah. among many other projects. How's that coming along? Oh, pumping along fantastically. Mm. We've um, installed the artwork on platform level in at Arden Station and 
gosh, I can't remember what the next session is going to be. It could be parcel or or domain. Mm-hmm. Um, and now just sort of working on, on the glass um, 